Does everybody know what time it is? It's time for a wee spot of tea, a nap, and then a little bit of am-fisted references to Jonathan Taylor Thomas's film career. Surprise, it's grunt work. Never tried to hide who Tim was. She was brought over and raised like a princess. But while he's on stage, he can't leave her defenseless against Tim's dangerous methods. Hot rods on some pimp shit. <laughs> Heard stories of her uncle grunting. So if her uncle is a toolster, can't be mad. Marty will love him. Here on Gruntwork, the only podcast about the TV show, Home Improvement, that has a banana in its pocket and is happy to see you. Oh. I am your host, Landon. Feels great to be King Solano. Joined always by my co-host, Truman. You're a sad, strange little man, Caps. <laughs> Truman, <laughs> Landon. It's good to see you. It's good to be seen. I was sitting there thinking, like, he's going to say to infinity and beyond, isn't he? Nope. And instead, you cut me down to size. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What an episode. And before I mm-hmm. even go any further, I want to say to the fans, I'm sorry. Yep. Landon mentioned the name of Tim's brother in that intro, and I didn't interrupt him to say, Marty! Uh, <laughs> I didn't mention now, his name. I didn't mention his name. No, you said Uncle Marty in there. Did I really? Yeah, you said... Oh, I, yeah, I, I did. did. I did. Yeah, I did say on. Marty will love Wait, him. I did say Landon, Marty will love him. Are, are you freestyling when you do those raps? Is it freestyle every <laughs> time? You don't even state. know? <laughs> yep. You're, it's like Will Ferrell at the end of old school. Landon's flow is just so like instinctive. <laughs> he doesn't even know what he's saying. Nope. I, you listen back to these episodes and you're like, damn, I'm really good at this. <laughs> uh, no, that was Nas uh, from his song mm. Daughters. Uh, mm. So I, I realize I already kind of appropriate uh, enough. I don't want to be taking credit as well. So. Okay, okay, fair, fair. Uh, we we shouldn't be getting any credit for anything we do on this show. In no, fact, not Nas... Nas also recorded all the episodes of Grunt Work, and these are just covers. <laughs> well, listen, I don't want to take them. credit, and I also don't want to attribute. <laughs> okay, okay, you're right, you're right. Okay, uh, actually, Jared Fogel from Subway uh, r- recorded all these episodes of Grunt Work, and we're just you're doing in a uh, weird covers. territory, man. We are three minutes into the episode. We are three minutes into the episode, and I probably shouldn't have mentioned Jared Fogel from Subway from Subway, given that the, a lot of this episode is about uh, young children and girls. So, anyway, Truman, Landon, guess what? We what? fucked up. We did it. We did a big fuck up. We fucked <laughs> up in a way that you won't believe. It's just astronomically, we 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 deserve a de- deduction in pay. We a demotion even. Uh, so we have to start paying to do the pot. Well, I mean, we already do. Have we to might pay have to, to go podcast. back a season. I'm saying. Oh, f- d- that's how okay. bad we fucked up. I know we're having fun, but don't joke about that shit, man. Don't joke about going back a season. <laughs> Well, wait till you hear the fuck up, and then you might agree that it it might be what we have to do. Okay, what's the fuck up? Two episodes ago, Mm -hmm. we forgot to do the grunt count. No, we didn't forget to do the grunt count. How did we We forget? (laughs) We forgot to do the grunt count. How do we forget to do the grunt count? It's in the name of the show. Okay, fuck it. Okay, roll it back. Season six. Here we go, gang. Never Isn't gonna that be free. A huge fuck up. I mean, that's pretty pretty big. That would be like <laughs> that would be like if at the end of How I Met Your Mother they didn't tell you how he met the mother. 
<laughs> yes, yes. There, we fucked up so bad that a uh, a listener of ours who's on our Discord who never chimes in. And that's not on him. I fully respect that. Uh, he has been there for all of our live shows. Left a comment for the first time. <laughs> To say, uh, did you forget to do the crank out? Oh, Jesus. I, oh, fuck. We, okay. we fucked up. We fucked up. Okay, now, in our defense, and I'm not trying to say that this is okay, in our yeah. defense, the grand count for that episode, I'm pretty sure was zero. Like it, it was has zero. Been four and that would have been my guess. <laughs> Easy to forget. Easy yes. to forget. <laughs> um, although still bad when when literally the whole reason we're doing this show is to count how many grunts there are that we I, I don't think I don't think we've forgotten to do the grunt count since season one. I mean, yeah, I mean, and and I'm I would be surprised if we even forgot to do it in season one because it's like it was fresh then. We still had like <laughs> no, I don't know those first couple episodes. We were like, oh yeah, we forgot to bring up the grunt count last week. It was this, and so with this Ugh. week, it brings it to this. I, I don't want to look. Don't, nobody nobody listened to those first couple episodes. Let's just be real. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things wrong with them. Um, shit. Yes. Okay. Well, the grunt count from okay. What what episode was it? Hang on. Do you know uh, the name I, of the? I, S- I th- it was um. That would was be it episode the dating 15. episode, or was it the older woman episode? Uh, an older woman. Okay, an older woman. Uh. That we're not even anywhere close to the dating episode, so I don't know what I was thinking about. An older woman, the Brad, uh, yeah, Brad yeah, yeah. dates uh, uh, Sam. Okay, okay, okay. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, okay, yes. Uh, season 7, episode 13. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Going through uh, the database. Okay. No, legit, I am. I do have all of my notes saved. Um, okay. Grunt count for that episode. Landon, do you want to take a guess how many grunts were there in this episode? Zero! That's correct. Ding, 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 You win. Okay, so uh, you can find us on Patreon at www.fuck.shit.com. Um, That's probably a real website. Don't go there. Yeah, yeah, no, don't. It's, well, you know, I mean, you might. Horny jail. Horny jail's calling. Yeah, okay. No, 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 no. That's not horny jail. That's like, that's fetish jail is calling, which is jail none of us want to go to. Um, okay, it's well, not, look. Let's I, not put all fetish fetishes in jail. I, I, I don't think we should either. I'm just saying like that if you're horny within a certain fetish, you go to that jail, and I don't want to go to the fuck shit jail. Uh, uh, folks, I feel like we're off track already, and that's saying something for a show that has never once been on track in the entire five years we've been making it now. Um, thank you to, to, thank you to whichever Robert. listener pointed this out. Thank you, Robert. Also, I should just be on Discord so I can see these things in real time. Thank you, Robert, for keeping us on track. Robert, you are officially the grunt work ombudsman. Um, ombudsman? I don't know how you pronounce that. I've only read I've it. I've never been the- able to pronounce it, no. Yeah, but you're but you're the that for uh, for uh, you're the work. that you were um, the that Sherman. Before Landon. we continue, I yes. want to play our game secret oh, password to Pee Wee's yes. Playhouse. Yes, yes, <laughs> where I have chosen a secret word, and if you say at any point today during this episode, we will give our patrons over at Patreon.com/slash/GruntWorkPod a free month of Patreon. Woo. And I've got a doozy of a word this week. <laughs> Well, okay. whether you have a doozy or whatever the opposite of a doozy is, that doesn't really affect whether I'm going to get it or not. Like, it can be the simplest uh-huh, word or the hardest uh-huh. word. It will have the same effect on me. Anyway, go uh, on ahead. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to mute myself so you can't hear me, and I'm going to tell our fine listeners what this word is. So, okay, I'm muting you now. Okay. 
Truman, can you hear me? Whoopity-doo. Here we go. The secret word this week is Dolly, like Dolly Parton, but I'm thinking more in terms of a children's doll. So Dolly. Um, we'll see what happens. Dolly. Here we go. And we're back. And we're back. Did you guys have fun? Do you have fun we had telling your little secrets? So much. I took them on a field trip. Uh, <laughs> we got ice cream and cookies. Uh, okay. Uh, we went to the Natural History Museum. So, so now we they're all about dinosaurs. So you spoiled their appetites, and now they're going to be so hopped up on sugar they're not going to go to bed at their bedtime. Thanks, Landon. Thanks, like you know, this joint custody of the audience thing is really not working out. I, I, I'm, I, I, I'm sorry. I didn't want to be like this. I don't want to talk like this way in front of the the audience. In front of the I, audience, I know. Yeah. Yeah, but they they have to they have to learn at some point that not all, you know, co podcast hosts get along at all times. <laughs> that we I, are gonna show them how to uh, be mature and get through conflict in a rational and calm way. Yes, Landon and I are the two best equipped people to demonstrate that for folks. <laughs> <sighs> so, German, uh, Landon, we watch an episode of Home Improvement. Season 7, episode four, 15. 15, um, that's right. 15. Do you want to tell us what we watched? This week on Home Improvement, mm-hmm. when Tim unexpectedly has to care for his niece, Grace, he realizes that he wants to have a daughter. Ba-da-ba-da-bing. But you did I, it. I, you, know, you got last the synopsis week, right. <laughs> last week you said that you were going to try yours as a as a haiku next week and i didn't yep. have the heart to tell you that next week i was doing the synopsis but well, i do want well, you to I know that i'm I th- off the hook i th- well okay well i thought about doing this one as a haiku but <laughs> i i expect you to do yours as a haiku next week so hopefully haiku next week's week? episode okay. is as simple as this one i'm writing it down right now i'm making a note to myself i don't uh, think he's actually doing it gang i don't think he's actually writing it down i think he's just hi, yanking oh, our chains i'm out of ink my pen is out of ink oh isn't that convenient yeah oh <laughs> no no i'm good so i love haikus can't, he can't no, take a picture of it fuck that i'm getting a sharpie out okay oh okay okay hi, so he's gonna haiku synopsis. synopsis that's one haiku synopsis is the first line of a haiku that's you're at five <laughs> right there <laughs> Make the note about doing a haiku synopsis in haiku form. And what would be even more entertaining is if is if you went through that entire process right now on the air. Um, um, I'm not going to. Do you want to guess this title? And I'm going to reserve the comment I was just about to say. Do you okay. want to guess, guess this title? I do want to guess title. this title. Or a title. Any title. Okay. Just okay, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, Remains of the Day. Uh, uh, I don't know. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other title. Uh, I don't know. I guess uh, uh, Freaks, The Third Man, uh, Bojack Horseman. You are pulling out titles that I never would have expected out of you. You learn something I, I was, new when you put them on the spot. I was, I, was try, I was trying to reach back into film history. Okay, I, I guess do have so. some options. And you went so. with Freaks. <laughs> yeah, well, freaks. I don't know. It's like, what's a movie from the thirties? Casablanca, freaks. Citizen Kane. <laughs> Aren't those movies from the forties? Yeah. Why were okay, you going well, thirties? No, I, I, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I just thought you liked black and white movies. Okay, <laughs> they are black and white. Okay, well, that is very true. Um, I'm just saying, I, I, I thought you knew what decades they came out in. All right, folks. Uh, but why the thirties? Where did the thirties come from? 
I don't know. I just was like, I have to do something really old and dignified, and I don't know why I landed on freaks necessarily. <laughs> uh, not dignified at all. <laughs> no, but it's old, and it seems to have some uh, some cachet because yeah. people keep talking about it and doing the one of us bit. Third Man is also from the 40s, by the way. Oh, shit. Okay, folks, so, also, I want, I want you all to how, know. How does it feel? How does that petard feel in your Oh, it, it, it feels awful. I don't Are like you it hoisted? at all. I'm oh I am incredibly hoisted right now, folks. We when we when we st- it's we were totally on track. Like if we were behaving like a couple of podcasting pros yeah. before we started recording the episode, and then and then it all just went to shit. Okay, titles. <laughs> Give, for this I episode. forgot that's what we were doing. Tell me your titles. <laughs> okay, first option. Okay, girl talk. Ooh, yeah, love it. yeah. Love you it. know, if you like remixes of uh, of of rap songs and classic rock songs, <laughs> like I do, and uh, isn't that kind of what they do from time to time, or, or what you do from time to time, is you mix two different titles together to make a new t- new title? That is, in fact, what I do from time to time. I guess <laughs> I am as talented as uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh area DJ girl talk. Uh, okay, next okay. option. Okay. Girl, you'll be a tool man soon. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I like that one. I Thank like you. it. I, I like uh-huh. it a lot. Yeah. Uh, you're, last on a, w- you're on a musical track. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, last one. Mm-hmm. That's the T, sis. Wait, wait, wait. Now, Landon, if, if Landon, Landon doesn't use Twitter as much as I do, which is probably why Landon is a healthier, happier okay, person. Okay, yeah. Explain, explain to the old man. Uh, okay, so, uh, the, so sharing gossip about something mm-hmm. is known, I think, co- colloquially in African-American vernacular English, A-A-V-E, uh, as spilling tea. So uh, sometimes people on Twitter will say something that is supposedly like a juicy tidbit of information and then follow it with, that's the tea, sis. Like, that's what I've just spilled. And tea parties are a big part of this episode, folks. And also, if Tim and Jill were to have a daughter that daughter would be a sister to their other children. So I I think I've done a good job of proving that this is a good title and I have (laughs) upheld my (laughs) end of the bargain (laughs) in terms of putting labor into making the show happen. Um, Landon seems to disagree, though. (laughs) Landon, this is... uh, this is why the joint custody of the audience isn't working out for us. (laughs) You don't like my titles. I'm playing a new game myself this season where i just keep silent and see what kind of ball you spin yourself into i am i the only one who thinks that there's too many games being played on this podcast maybe we could just talk about the tv series home improvement as we set out to do so long ago must there be games sarah koenig Uh, doesn't play games on cereal maybe she should maybe she would have the grunt work audience uh if she did Hi, I'm Ira Glass. This week, we're just going to play games. Our first game, Mr. Tony Malatia tries to guess a word that I've told you privately. Our second game, Tony Malatia, once again, tries to guess the title of this episode. (laughs) And so on and so forth, my much-celebrated Ira Glass impression. Oh, my God. Okay, so, were any of those titles correct, Landon? None of those titles were correct. I do think you can get this title, though. Yeah, okay. I I realize the, the annoying thing that someone says when you're playing a board game with them, especially trivia, and you're like, you you know this, you know this, you've got this. Yeah. And then they rack their brain, and you're like, I don't know. I don't know it. I, I Why don't are you know making anything. me feel stupid? 
My brain is just dust bunnies and vibes. There's nothing up there, dude. <laughs> All right. I, I'm going to try to... I'm, I'm going to lob this to you, but I, I hope that's not insulting. Okay. Um, here, here, okay. It's a two for a clue. One okay. is... A clue for... Remember the name of the niece in this episode and pair it with a very famous catchphrase of a comedian or a, a, a comedian duo. Okay. Well, the first thing I go for is Gracie under fire, but that's not. <laughs> okay. Very famous com- mm, comedian duo. I'm thinking of the Smothers Brothers. Okay. You're in the right era. Um, Well, Laurel and Hardy, it's that's a, the wrong era. It's a sign off. Mm, a sign off. Grace Knight and Grace Luck. Uh, <laughs> and that's the grace it is. Uh, <laughs> grace Knight and Grace Luck it is. Uh, hmm. The name of this episode is called Say Goodnight, Gracie. Okay. Okay. I don't think that's a very good title. I think mine are better. I think uh, there's something I, about going to bed in this episode, so I tend to agree with you. I mean, well, she does fall asleep at one point. Well, I, I guess that's true, but it's not nighttime. It's not say good night. True, true. I don't know. I I just think like when I wrote girl talk, I was like, shit, that's really good because that is what this episode is. And um, <laughs> yeah, okay, on okay. multiple levels, yeah, because he's talking to Gracie and. Then him and Jill are talking about having a girl. Yeah, no, yours yeah. works on more levels. Thank you, uh, thank you. But theirs is a reference to television, and this is a television show. So, and they made this thirty years ago, so they have seniority over us. I okay, so that so that just mean okay. Well, then that trumps everything, doesn't it? Yes, it does. <laughs> This whole whole experiment we've been doing is completely moot because <laughs> this already exists and it can't be changed. This, this episode, we're really like just breaking down the very nature of why we're doing the show and getting despondent about it. <laughs> yes. We're lamenting a lot. Landon, oh, no. what, why, why, don't you, why don't you tell me about when I this episode came you. out so I can ask you about your personal reflections about this episode? <laughs> um, this episode aired on February 10th, 1998. It was directed by Andrew Sow, written by Laurie Gelman with Bruce Bellacci, who we talked about last week, credited as staff writer. Or uh, uh, was that it? Staff writer? I think um, so. <laughs> yeah, staff I don't writer. Know. I don't know. You're, yep. the one who, you're the one who keeps track of this shit. You're the La- one who does the shit. Landon, what do you think yes, of this sir. here episode of Home Improvement? Um, It's like an old episode, only better. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay, go on. Go on. <laughs> well, I mean, this is, what was it, a season two episode where they talked about having... I'm not even it, talking about the, the vasectomy episode, but like no, the whole... Yeah. Yeah. It was the premiere of season three, Maybe Baby. Season three, episode maybe baby. one. There you go. Yeah. See, and you say you don't have a memory. Come on. Yeah, come on. Some of the vibes <laughs> are memories. <laughs> Where they say, yeah, we're we're done with this discussion. We're not going to have another kid. I'm closing the door and putting Nell's mom in front of it. Um, <laughs> I don't. I did not remember that. So who's got the real memory? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think in that way, it's an interesting, like, bookend. Um See how because in that episode it was Tim's Tim was on the other side of this conversation. Yes. He didn't want to have another kid. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that put Al's mom in front of the door and shut the mm-hmm. door. Yes. So I don't know. It's it's to revisit a topic 
um, to show how much the show has changed, I thought was kind of interesting. I don't know that that was their intention. <laughs> yeah. I think they were probably like, oh, we did an episode about this, what, five years ago? We could get away with doing this again. <laughs> Um, their, their intention was shit we gotta write a home improvement episode this week <laughs> fuck 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 fuck, fuck. Uh, girls let's get a staff writer in here um, yeah so I don't know I there were I think Tim has some fantastic moments uh, I, I really really he like made me laugh out loud at points um, mm. there are some very unfortunate kind of uh, homophobic uh, anti masculine sort of things that I'm not too thrilled about, but, um, mm. uh, I don't, I don't actually remember those from the episode, even though I watched it like eight hours ago. So I'm, I'm interested <laughs> okay. to find out what they were in the course of our recording. <laughs> uh, just a lot of like, Oh, don't let anyone see you wearing a bonnet, you know, don't, let, oh, yeah. don't if you hear this down at the, the, you know, hardware store. If I take you yeah, down yeah. to the hardware store. Don't you dare telling one that I did this. Uh, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you're, I get that. I get that. to be the queen. And like, then there's, you know, double entendre about the word queen. Like it's stuff that I'm not, <laughs> even Wilson has like a moment where he's like, Oh, I don't need to know about that. It's yeah. Like, it's like, okay, yeah, come, come on. on, come on, Wilson. Like you've never <laughs> met a gay person in the life your, that you've had. Your, your rank and Basson character is pantless with high heels on. So <laughs> I don't think you have room to talk. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, okay. That's that's an interesting uh, assessment of the episode. Thank you. What is yours? <laughs> Podcasting pros, ladies and gentlemen, we've been doing this again for five years. Um, I, I, I really, like, I love that we independently came to the same conclusion that this is, in every respect, an old home improvement episode. It, it feels... <laughs> yes. Like it came from the first three seasons, it is you know just not only in that the that it's a rehash of the maybe baby episode with the roles reversed, but then also, it just it seems like everything in this is is a bit from an earlier season that was pulled out of the freezer, thawed, microwaved, (laughs) and then put in front of us. The tool time bit is a miniaturized rehash of a famous season one gag. Uh, Tim goes. To Wilson for advice and gets the advice and then repeats it to Jill in a mangled fashion, which is a thing yeah. he used to do in every episode, and he, he hasn't, hasn't seen done that very much in a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. It it was just um, and also just the the whole thrust of this episode that forty five or so year old Tim spends one afternoon with a little girl and decides he wants to turn his entire life around and make Jill blow up her entire career over this whim of his, yeah. a, a kind of. I, all of yeah. this. I don't know. That that part feels very much like this season. I mean, he's I done guess, that a number of times now. He did that with the rental true. home, yeah. uh, you know, well, last week, but also the beach home at the yeah, premiere of this yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, uh, I think, yeah, that part I feel like holds true. Okay, you, you you might you might okay maybe maybe you're right there. It just it just feels so much like a blast from the past. It does, yes. I didn't like this episode as much as you did, I guess. I I felt like... I mean, it it falls... For me, it it hits that ceiling of like, oh, this is a fun episode, but... Uh, you know, we I feel like we've had all of the memorable episodes. Well, except for a few that I know are coming. Um, where it's like, this is just a passable seven. You know, like, they're just riding on their vibes. 
I felt like it was a gentleman's five, if I'm going to be totally honest with you. I felt it was just, you know, it was just... If you went down to a gentleman's four, that would be like slapping me across the face with a dueling glove, and and, you'd have to fight. And I, and I, again, I don't... I don't, I don't want to do that because we have this fan That's base so- that we have to raise together and set a good example <laughs> for them. I, well, I don't know. 50% of podcasting ends up in divorce. <laughs> uh, the way I heard it, 50% of podcasts end in sweatpants. Thank you very much. Or or really start and, and operate the entire time yes. in sweatpants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm actually wearing jeans right now because I need them to hold. Like, if I put my, my phone in my sweatpants then it drags them down because the elastic is worn out and i need to so i actually have to put on jeans to podcast great content vivid details losing losing listeners you can hear people unsubscribing i didn't so i don't know it just felt like like a rehash (laughs) everything sounds like that on this show i felt like it was a rehash, and I felt like it was not a particularly good one. I would have liked mm. to have seen, like, Tim has all these revelations in this episode. He's talking to Jill about how, oh, mm-hmm. man, hanging out with a little girl is so much more fun than with a boy because, you know, it's not just scrapping and fighting. They're they're creative, and they make up little stories and all these things. Yeah. And it would have been cool if that had prompted some kind of deeper reflection from Tim about, I don't know, like the, his masculine forward way of looking at things or the <laughs> values he espouses on tool time or the way he treats people around him or conceptualizes his place in the world. Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't really happen. Let's do some deeper reflection ourselves, um, if you don't mind. Do no, mind? I don't mind. No, I don't mind at all. all right. I don't mind at all. Let's, well, then, let's reflect more deeply. Let's clink our spoons against the side of the cup as we raise our pinkies and slowly bring the saucer, not the cup, to our mouths and tilt the rim of the cup to our mouths, inhaling the liquid with a loud slurp to show our appreciation to the staff before setting the saucer and the cup down with a clang as we bask in the etiquette of the deep dive. (laughs) Spoken like someone who's been to some tea parties in his life, and I'm not saying that in a judgmental way, but in an admiring way. Uh, If that were true, I just listed everything you shouldn't do at a tea party. (laughs) I, I, I don't know. I haven't been to any tea parties, so I'm I'm a fish out of water here. So we start at home with uh, Jill on her laptop, and uh, Tim comes in. He's very excited. He's got a new steering column for the hot rod. Uh, mind you, the grunt creep is sitting beside Jill, coloring with markers on some of her homework for school. <laughs> um Tim comes in and uh, with and you know has a new steering column for the hot rod, and then they get a visit from Marty, Tim's brother. Marty. Who asks them for a favor? He and his wife are going away for their anniversary next week, going to the lake. Uh, mm-hmm. But then their bait, Houghton Lake, which is apparently very cold at this time of year. Well, and yes. uh, any child- lake in Michigan in February is going to be pretty cold. I, you know what? Maybe there's one with a thermal spring in it that's actually unseasonably hot in February. I would not know this. I've never been there. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, Anyway, they, their child care for this romantic weekend fell through, and they're wondering if Tim and Jill can look after one of their two daughters uh, uh-huh. for a couple nights. And Tim yeah. says yes. Well, okay, so uh, the child care didn't fall through. He's giving uh, uh, Tim and Marty's mom agreed to take the girls, but he thinks that uh, both girls are too much for their mom. So would you take one of them? Mm, what yes. kind okay. of weird... Why wouldn't you just go, eh, Mom, don't worry about it. I'll just give both kids to Tim and Jill. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Tim and Jill, who have three kids at home who are old enough to help with the child care responsibilities. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I I, agree. It's kind of weird. Like, we're going to split up our daughters for this 
twins. weekend away. Yeah. yeah very yeah. bizarre. It's strange. Uh, if if you're sending one to a place they like more than the other, then there's going to be favoritism and like I don't know. It just seems like a very complicated thing. That what do I know? I'm not a parent. Maybe yeah. maybe that's what you have to do sometimes. Um, I, yeah. We used to start the show uh, with tool time. Mm-hmm. Now we start the show with Jill on a laptop. I call <laughs> it's been I, the opening for I think at least two episodes in a row, maybe three. I, I call I prefer to call it top time at this point. Uh, <laughs> top because, time, yeah, because she's on a laptop. Oh wait, oh, no wait, I got it. Okay, got that, it. no, actually, no. You know what? I could see how someone would hear me say the word top and think I'm talking about something else. Do you think that Lap laptops time. got popular because of of this? Because they saw Jill Taylor using them so much, that's why people took them seriously. Yes. Good. Okay. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad we're in agreement. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. I mean, home improvement was popular, but uh, and as we learned recently, which blew my mind, um, the Drew Carey show was charting higher than home improvement at this point. Wait, really? Home improvement I... dipped down to seven in uh, prime time um, on Tuesday nights, and Drew Carey was, uh, I think, at number five or six. So, oh my god, it was beating. It was beating tool time, yeah. Cleveland really does rock, I guess. People <laughs> people chose a different Midwestern sitcom to uh, attach themselves to. Yeah. Um, we didn't mention that Mark comes down at one oh, point. Mark uh, does come down. Well, I wanted to give it door. its due in the slow jam. Okay, we're slow jam in this moment. I was very conflicted. Um, mm-hmm. A, they, the, the wardrobe department, I think, is hitting an accuracy with Mark's look that is very uncomfortable for me to have to confront. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, having had a moment, there's a picture of me from a play I did where I basically look like Mark does in this episode <laughs> with black fingernail polish, black lipstick, dyed hair, wearing all black. I will never share the photo. Well, um, but it was in a play that you did, so you were playing a goth character in a play? Yes. Was yes. that why you were cast in the play? You were typecast as a goth? <laughs> no, I was in my like method acting phase. So I'm like, mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go back to high school and I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull out oh, the stops. This is an acting school play, not a high school play. Now yes. it makes more sense. Yes, yes. I think they're they're very accurate in the depiction of it. What is surprising to me is that the joke about his appearance is like and not just in this episode but generally speaking low-hanging fruit and Mm -hmm. while they don't necessarily avoid picking that fruit they at least present the fruit that they pick up off the ground with a little panache it's Mm -hmm. a little bit left to center in a Mm -hmm. way that i'm like because marty Okay, so basically Mark comes in, he's wearing black lipstick, he picks up his coat, and he's like, hey, I'm going out, I'll be back later, and Marty watches him walk in, and then kind of gets this, you know, shitting gr- grin on his face, and turns to Tim and goes, uh, was he wearing black lipstick? <laughs> and I can't even remember what Tim says there, I don't Tim know sa- Tim says, well, it goes with everything. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Yeah, Which is... Says, black goes with everything. That's the yeah. joke. yeah. I don't know. So it's it's like they're still making fun of the fact that Mark is wearing lipstick. You know, they're drawing attention to it, um, which that in itself is kind of bothersome. But then they make a kind of elevated joke 
instead of going for the obvious. I mean, I, I don't I don't know. I'm not necessarily upset that the parents are commenting on the fact that Mark is wearing black lipstick because, I, you know, again, it's a family sitcom and a recurring theme on the show or on any family sitcom is teenagers do things that parents can't understand. Right, and right. I honestly like that, I don't know, my son is wearing lipstick and that Tim's response is just, well, it goes with everything. Like, I don't know. I love how... And this kind of what I mean is like, they're not they're not taking him to task for his individuality. Where yes. I feel like so many other, you know, easier jokes would be like, he's going, you know, some sort of he's going through a fill-in-the-blank phase. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it's just like, oh yeah, we're completely dismissing his whole, you know, identity or whatever he's going through. Um, which they don't do here, but they acknowledge it. I don't know. I don't know. It's I, the whole the whole setup of it is to acknowledge the outsiderism of Mark and bring that character to like I don't know focus in a way that is could be problematic but it's not okay okay so you're saying it's good and not bad I'm saying in an ideal world you wouldn't even make a comment on it at all but the fact that they are making a comment on it but it's not the comment that you would think it is like it's not necessarily diminishing it is yeah. better than the alternative. <laughs> okay. Now, now here's what, I don't know here, what I'm saying. Oh, here, here's what I would Sometimes say. Sometimes I just jump into the word pool and hope I bring up a sentence. Hey, I mean, what is podcasting if not that? <laughs> what I would say is that this show is a situation comedy. It is mm-hmm. predicated on situations in which there is comedy. This sentence yeah. that I just said was very useful, and I'm sure everyone benefited well, from it. Well, no, me. no. Further so, explaining it, you did, so you what, did help me though, so, because yeah. the 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 concept of him go you know showing his identity as a situation to comment upon is in itself frustrating. I I don't know. The, I mean, just the way I know. Also, I I was not I, honestly. I'm probably gothier now than I was in high school, simply because <laughs> most of my wardrobe is either black or gray, which I think is more of a comment on my state of mind than than anything else. <laughs> but I, so I can't speak with a lot of authority on the subject. But I would also say that I think that when a teenager does something like what Mark is doing, I mean, certainly it's an expression of individuality. But I think isn't a part of that also that you want your parents to notice it and comment on it? I mean, isn't that a big part of the process? Is them yes, observing but... that you're behaving differently than they do? A- absolutely. I would not de- deny that. But then what we are privy to as audience members are like what your parents say to their friends as soon as you walk out of the room, hmm. which is like mm-hmm. that sucks. <laughs> like no one should have to hear that part. And, you know, as a goth person watching this, seeing Mark come in and then leave, and then all of a sudden they have to live with a comment about their, you know, how they're being depicted. Mm. Um, But the whole point, and maybe this is like, why are we spending so much fucking time on this? Is like, they didn't do that. So what what are we even talking about here? I don't even know why we're fighting. The, the my 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 one comment on like like you were saying that that you are like that Mark's wardrobe now has <laughs> moved into a place that is very uh, eerily reminiscent of how you used to dress. I'm 
happy that it's moved into this place because that means it's moved away from a place that is very reminiscent of again how I tend to dress now because the past few episodes it's been Mark in like a black t-shirt and black gym uh-huh. shorts and like a black sweatshirt and folks well and we also talked about how in earlier seasons Mark very much dressed like a young Truman yes he did I mean well yes yeah, so I guess that's the, the like Mark Mark's arc throughout the show is just mirror Truman's fashion sense he's just like a precocious <laughs> young kid and then a dorky kind of you know pre-adolescent yeah. and then basically now he you know for for a while there he was mirroring the way that I dress now as an adult and then um I don't know I guess I'm gonna I guess I'm gonna go full goth in the next few years so buckle up everyone pink hair black lipstick I love it I can't wait to see it I you know what it's called power clashing and I do it because I can um Uh, I have something else for this scene but I can bring it up in another scene so I'm gonna do that um okay next scene then we get a black lipstick transition to the theme song um that's not that's not what it sounds like at all but okay we go. Do a we little get, bit we later. Get, we get a lipstick uh, transition to the theme song. <laughs> lipstick transition um, to the theme song. <laughs> I didn't say which theme song. Just I'm just girl talking this episode. Song. I'm okay. watching an episode of Home Improvement, but I'm <laughs> watching other theme credits. Um, <laughs> oh, man. So visionary. Uh, it's really good. Okay. Jill is uh, getting some stuff out of storage to for her playtime with Gracie, her tea set and stuff. Um, Tim is walking in. He has some dash panels and some gauges because uh, Brad's going to help him install them in the hot rod. Um, while they have this stuff in their arms, uh, Marty arrives to drop off Gracie. Um, Marty gives them the rundown of Gracie's agenda. Uh, she needs to eat at this time. She needs to go to bed at this time. If you do this, she's going to be that. So pay attention. Make sure uh, you know what's up. He ends up leaving. Uh, and Jill starts to talk to Gracie. Um, what's this guy's name? They're shy. You know, stuffed animals. Mm-hmm. Introduce me. Yeah. Uh, phone rings. And, uh-oh, it's Dr. Ashley. Uh, she says that one of the therapists at the group uh, of student therapists uh, didn't show up for her group. And can you cover for me, Jill? And uh, mm-hmm. Jill says, okay, yeah, um, hold on. Tim, do you mind watching Gracie by yourself? And Tim's like, uh, do I have to? And she's like, yep. And she's like, okay, go ahead. And that's the episode. That's, <laughs> a, that's the whole episode. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Le- leaves us on a huge cliffhanger with about 19 <laughs> minutes of episode to go. Um, so, I the, kind of just a broader tragedy of this episode that I think uh, <clears throat> maybe hasn't been covered enough in, you know, the <laughs> international press and media when everyone yeah, talked yeah. about this episode is that Jill Hold on, is... hold on. AP, AP has to get their tape recorder started for your... Okay, okay, here. yes, everyone. Yes, thank you all for, for coming here today. Uh, I just have a brief statement, and afterwards I will take questions. <laughs> okay. Um, so Jill is so excited to be able to play with the little girl. She has planned out all these activities. She has her old tea set ready for all... Like, she is so excited to play with this little girl. And then her career calls on her, and she has to go. And then the rest of the episode is just Tim having the most magical afternoon. 
I get the Gracie's with them for two days. Presumably Jill does stuff with her off camera. I'm just a little sad that I don't get like, cause Jill has spoken before about like mm-hmm. how excited, like how she kind of regrets not being able to have a little girl and yeah. how she wishes she could do those sorts of things. I felt bad yeah. for Jill, like that she was all jazzed up to have a tea party with a little girl and then didn't get to do it. I don't know. Just kind of sad about it. Anyway, thank yeah, you for coming to my press sad. conference. <laughs> no questions. We understand everything you said. Thank you. The media. Um, I, I don't know. That that was just that, that was just the first thing that jumped out to me from this scene is being sad mm-hmm. for Jill. Yeah. Um, I totally get that. Um, I I okay. So my comment. I didn't realize the scene was coming up so quickly. Uh, for me to bring up my comment from the previous scene. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm gonna say something kind of surprising. All right. Okay. So in the previous scene, Tim is walking in with things for the hot rod. Which we mm-hmm. haven't really talked about at all this season. No, uh, not. short of you know a little bit. Where do they store this thing when the nomad is in the garage? Who knows? I, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, questions we never get an answer to. But anyway, they're kind of far along uh, on this hot rod at this point. I have a feeling yeah. we're going to get a big reveal soon. It's painted and everything, mm-hmm. uh, which we see later, and I'll comment on it then. But in the previous scene, he brought in a steering wheel column—no steering wheel, but a column—and mm-hmm. in this scene, he's got. Um, the dashboard panels and gauges and Mm. they're like these long wires that at the end of it is like your odometer or your gas gauge Mm -hmm. for the first time in my life i was kind of interested in cars (laughs) i was like oh that's a thing i know in the car and that's what it looks like and that's how you plug it in i think i can actually understand this now wow oh my god it was it was a big thing to have to realize and confront about myself but uh i'm being my honest true self here you got car pilled by this episode that's really uh (laughs) i mean i admit it was kind of like i had a similar kind of degree of interest looking at it thinking like okay so what do you what do you plug the wire into to give the information to the gauge i i I did it did engender like curiosity in me about cars Uh that i've not had previously what do you plug it into? See, now I want to go do research. And like I mean, that's how you get hooked into cars. I, I guess I guess so. Well, I mean, t- <laughs> Tim Allen is is just weeping unexpectedly in his, in his home right now. Like he doesn't even know why. Like I I don't know. I guess I guess a couple people got into hot rods. I mean, this was happening all the time in the 90s, but I, I guess someone's watching Home Improvement. Um I don't know. I it, this episode made me realize just how much the hot rod has kind of been separate from the goings on on the show for a long time. Like when we see the hot yeah, rod in this episode, God. and we can discuss that more. I, I agree, thank God. But now, I don't know. Like, is do you think this is an absence as the heart makes the heart grow fonder situation? Maybe. Or is it that if in episode one, season one of Home Improvement starts with Tim just like standing in front of the camera, holding up a gas gauge, going like, "This is a gas gauge. This is the cord that connects it into the engine." <laughs> This allows you to, and by this process, you know how much Uh gas is left. Do you think if he'd done that, we would have been just fanboys from the get-go? No. No, 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 no. I don't. I think I needed to go on this journey to get to this point. I mean, Mm. I think I needed to be so not interested in cars to the point where I've written them off that I'm surprised by the fact that something interests me. He he had he had to like t- uh, home improvement had to break you down to nothing to then build you up <laughs> yes. into a into a car guy. It took me to hot rod hot rod boot camp, um, uh, and and now I'm kind of curious. 
something else, unless you want to keep going on on, on the nope. on the gauges and uh, gauges and speedometers. <laughs> I um, have gauged our it, audience's <laughs> interest in this topic, and it has hit e. Yes, <laughs> the. Uh, this scene has a lot of the reasons that this episode kind of feels like an old episode to me. Mm. Um, well, one of the big ones being that I I feel like this episode starts off with Tim being meaner than usual. He he mellows mm. out once he starts hanging out with a child. But like it, like even in the previous scene, Tim is like I don't know when like he Marty is talking about where he wants to go, you know, or like the lake they're going to, and Tim is. Just openly mocking that, you know, ah, oh, you can go hike across the 30-degree lake and admire each other's snotsicles and everything. And then in this scene, <laughs> okay. you know, J- Tim has gone upstairs to drop off uh, Gracie's bags. And Jill gets the phone call. And then she calls out, Tim! Or like, Tim! Right. And Tim walks back downstairs and just goes, Jill! In her face. <laughs> and it's just, he's kind of like needlessly hostile in kind of a season three way in this and that i don't know okay all right no i i'm not gonna dismiss your experience with that i mean to me the the first comment the fact that it was directed at his brother i think uh Mm. shaves a little bit of the edge off of that because they've always had a little bit of that and and marty is just as willing to throw it back in tim's face Mm -hmm. um as we've seen in previous episodes i won't lie i mean he is he does kind of just openly mock (laughs) <laughs> your this anniversary plan that I'm sure uh, Marty spent some time putting together. Yes. Um, the other with with the Jill thing though, I, I agree. In a, a season three episode, that would have bothered me. In this one, I don't know if it was just like luck of the timing, but the fact that he was visibly on screen when she did that, um, and she just didn't see him, made it mm. a little funnier. Okay, that could be true. That could be it. That could be fair. Um, um, I don't know. It didn't feel like he was being hostile. It was just like <laughs> kind of drawing attention to like, oh, you didn't know how close I was to you. You didn't need to yell at me. Okay. Okay. You might have a point there. You might have a point there. Um, also, uh, okay. Changing the subject from a situation yes. where I feel like I was probably, uh, in the wrong now. Um, <laughs> when, <laughs> so, be Tim, right. you know, Tim is upset that Brad, uh, wants to go to the mall with his girlfriend instead of installing the dash yes. panels and gauges with Sam. him. Yes, Sam. For, uh, yeah, the college uh, college girlfriend who is yeah. not his fiance, I guess. Uh, Older woman stand in the picture. Inexplicably. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, like Tim is lamenting eh? the fact that oh, uh, that uh, Brad and you know Brad is abandoning him to go hang out with Samantha. And uh, Jill goes, well, Tim, when you were his age, what did you, what would you rather have done? Be with a girl or never mind. <laughs> <laughs> like that she, she just inherently understands that Tim is always more interested in cars. I, I think yeah, that's a funny yeah. development of a bit that we've been liking for a while. Uh, there's a moment when Marty drops off Gracie where Tim, Tim's first reaction and interaction with Gracie um, is a Tim that I haven't seen before. Mm hmm. Where he's like he's making faces at her and doing kind of a, a goofy voice, and I don't know. Uh, it was like a side, a, a more sensitive, goofy, you know, uh, parent side of Tim that we haven't seen before. Uh, yeah. Like, I feel like maybe this was the Tim Taylor uh, before the boy, like right before the show started, where mm. I feel like Mark just aged out of what he, you know, that sort of thing he could do with him. Uh, yeah. when the pilot episode started okay okay 
like the <laughs> blasting that fork out of the dishwasher was like kind of the the, the loss of Mark's innocence, or like Tim <laughs> Tim zapping himself on the yes. electrical box in 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 the pilot was that that was when yes. Mark grew up too much to yep. be to be cute and cuddly anymore. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> Yeah, so I, don't, I mean, it was just it was a brief moment where he just makes this goofy face and does a voice uh, saying hello to to Gracie that I'm like, oh, that's that's cute. Uh, I like this version of Tim. I I will I will say that that an open question that I had that I didn't look into because I wanted to be surprised on the air was if the Ooh. girl playing Gracie is in fact mm-hmm. Tim Allen's daughter. And don't tell me now; nope. we can talk about okay. it later. I won't. But uh, I. But the way that he interacts with her is very sweet, and it is very much reminiscent of the, like this is the kind of shit he does with his daughter. Like this, this, this seems like a guy who's just raising <laughs> a young girl at home and is is yeah. doing the same stuff. And I, it's cute. It's really cute. Well, let's go into the next scene because we we dip more into that. Uh, we get a stuffed animal transition. A stuffed ape bounces a, along the screen and takes us to a little bit later where Tim is uh, stuffed animal animaling. With Gracie under, um, they've built a little fort I, under the kitchen table. You turned it into a verb. I didn't think it was possible, but you did. Stuffed animal. Turn anything into a verb. Don't 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 test him, guys. He'll he'll do it. He's fucking crazy. Um, he's so I love that he's like already turned the living room, the kitchen, the dining area into a fort. Like he's mm-hmm. got a bed sheet yes. and it's held up. You know. With some books on the kitchen table, he's using the chairs to kind of create a canopy, and th- he's sitting cross-legged with Gracie on the ground with all of her stuffed animals. Yes, yes, he's gone all the way in. No pretension, no, no, no holding back. No coaxing. Like I feel like that would have bothered me if he like needed to be like pushed into it more. But he mm-hmm. goes into it outside of just a brief hesitation when Jill says she has to go. Um, he he goes into it really willingly and like just goes all in. That's true. That's very true. Tim Tim does not uh, Tim does not hesitate to do this. He doesn't seem to have any like there doesn't seem to be any masculinity concerns about like playing with a stuffed animal. I mean, I guess a right. little bit in the tea party later. Anyway, continue, continue. <laughs> uh, Randy shows up. Uh, he hears Tim <laughs> making uh, uh, voices underneath this uh, this table fort and. He pops in, Randy pops in to to say hi, what's going on. Um, Tim tries to pawn off Gracie on him. Uh, Randy says, no, I got some other stuff to do. Uh, we can get to the jokes because, you know, I never write them down. But um, when Randy walks off, uh, Tim turns to Gracie and says, well, what do you want to do now? Uh, and she's like, well, I don't know. He's like, should we ask, uh, ask Mr. Ape or Mr. Gorilla? And mm. uh, he picks up Mr. Gorilla, pretends it whispers in his ear, and... Uh, says he wants to go play on the hot rod, which, okay, let's go into our talking points about the scene. I thought was going to be the turn into the episode where he's going mm-hmm. to try to really push masculine stuff onto this little girl. Yes, yes, and that's and, so not what happens. Yeah, I know, and okay, and and you're right. I guess a season two or three episode would be just him trying to push her into doing hot rod stuff. She doesn't want to. Yeah. He makes her cry. So. Maybe not as old of an episode as I think it is. Um, <laughs> so I think we just need to do well, We just need to talk about this JTT stuff. Okay, uh, get it out of the way. Let's just address it. That it just it, the, it's bad. It, this gave me this gave me diabetes. Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> wow! So wow! There, okay, too sweet for you. 
Uh, yeah, something like it's that. They are levels. I, I, it honest, it honestly did. I need to get my foot amputated because they're oh. sitting <laughs> under. They're they're sitting under the table. They're playing with the stuffed animals. Uh, you know, Tim is holding up a Simba stuffed animal, <laughs> saying something about you know, oh, this is Mr. Tiger, and she says, no, that's Mr. Lion Cub, and Tim goes, oh, sorry, I've never been a lion cub before, and then Randy comes up behind them and says. I have, and it's a tough gig. Everyone expects you to be king. Huge applause from the audience. Huge, <laughs> massive applause. And it's just like, dude, guys, I mean, it's one thing to be, to make gentle passing references to it, but I mean. Like the Halloween episode, right? Where yeah. the Buzz Lightyear and the, the Simba costume yeah. show up at the door. Yes, And he gives exactly. the, the Simba costume extra candy. Yes, that's funny. That's good. That's a good bit. It's a winking reference. Like, there's no reason for JTT to be in this scene other than to make that <laughs> reference. It's just... Right. Uh, God, I don't know. I guess it's synergy. I guess it's cross-branding. ABC, Disney, whatever. But I don't know. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. <laughs> okay. This is your helmet and elbow pads. Ba- uh, yes, basically. You know, <laughs> except this isn't cool like the helmet and elbow pads. <laughs> um yeah it's weird uh it it is shoehorned in there and um i think i hate the stinger a little bit more the outtake uh that comes from this more than Mm. this moment but you know at least it's an outtake and they didn't actually end up using it so yes i i would also say like separate from that and Mm -hmm. wait do you have anything to call out or am i am i trampling you i have a very mundane boring point that i don't think i actually want to bring up about the myriad of animals uh that are there and it really just brought me into like the 1990s of save the world sort of you know Mm -hmm. save the whales Mm -hmm. like there's a panda there and i'm like how wwf was such a big thing not yeah world wrestling federation but the (laughs) world wildlife foundation it's really amazing that the world wildlife foundation didn't just change their name like guys (laughs) They were there before the WWF. I I agree. They were there first. But do you want to be the the environmentalist dork who tries to go to the wrestling people and say, mm, "Excuse me, could you guys change your name?" <laughs> you, You'll get pile driven out of met, there. <laughs> have you met any environmentalist dorks? That's who they are. They are the. And I say that as an environmentalist dork, we push our glasses up our nose and say, "Well, actually." <laughs> I don't know. Like maybe they should it's, have. It's, like... our, it's completely in our DNA to say <laughs> we are not moving. We are mountains. <laughs> okay. I mean, you I guess mere humans need to uh, adjust your ways. Th- they, then they should have like blockaded the WWF World Wrestling Foundation or Federation <laughs> or whatever. Uh, uh, like they they should have blockaded their parking lot or like chained themselves to the doors or something. They should have Greenpeace that shit to get the names to change. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Maybe but no, they but did, th- and that's just a piece of history we haven't uh, we haven't been told the true story of. Could, it could very well be true, uh, but no, it, it did definitely her her stuffed animal collection did really have the kind of feel of like oh buy you know you buy this stuffed whale and we'll donate you know right. ten dollars to Keiko or something. Yeah, like I remember having a snow leopard stuffed animal when I was a kid, where it's just like. You know, from my parents' generation where it's like you get a teddy bear or <laughs> you get, uh, you know, a Betsy Wets Herself doll. Yeah. Uh, not did, not a snow leopard. Did, did your snow leopard wet itself? Well, that's a completely different subject. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm sorry to be too pushy about your snow leopard. I mean, I, like, I'm just, I'm just happy that it, you know, that it, that it was a treasured member of your toy chest. Um, 
Yeah. It was, I mean, it wasn't in my toy chest. It was on my bed and it wet its bed, its spot in the bed every night. And I had no. to tell my parents that Snow Leopard keeps wetting the bed every night. Man, I don't know what its problem is. I I I bet I bet your parents were really regretful that they got you that snow leopard. They must have considered taking that snow leopard to some kind of therapist or buying it specialty pajamas. Um mm-hmm. so I I I should also cl- I should also just point out in this scene when Tim is talking about Mr. Gorilla and and you know, he wants to play with the hot rod. After Tim says that, he starts making a bunch of gorilla sounds and moving Mr. Gorilla around. Yes. And those sounds are grunt-esque. However, because Tim is not grunting because he's doing an impression mm. of a gorilla, and, I, mm-hmm. and I, we can certainly argue that the Toolman grunt is simian in its nature, and it is him doing an impression. I'm just saying, when Here's it's him a, Okay, giving, all right. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay this out there for you, and I, I think this is going to delineate it for us completely. Mm-hmm. You've got Tim standing in front. Tim, the tool man, Taylor himself, yeah. standing that's, in front of the him. camera. Yeah. And he goes, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Grunts? Grunts. Grunts. Now, you have Tim, the tool man, Taylor, ducked down below the camera with his hand up a puppet of Tim, the tool man, Taylor, going, oh, oh, oh. Grunts? Okay, well, that's a little harder because there was an episode where he makes a ventriloquist dummy of himself, and I'm pretty sure the dummy grunts, and I think we Did counted we count those? those ones. I think we oh. counted those. But this is him making the sounds that a monkey makes giving voice to a monkey, a.k.a. gorilla. Again, I'm sorry, okay. I can't keep it separate. Uh, that, so I, for, for me, those don't count as grunts. That's not okay. him reacting to right. You make to the rules. I'm something. just here to support him. I just want I know, to make thank sure you. we know what we're talking about. No, we know what we're talking about. I think Tim doing the, like Tim is making animal noises. He is not making tool man noises. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's official. Official record. All right. Yes. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> Any well, questions oh, no, 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 no. The other, the, uh, like a couple weeks ago, uh, when yeah. it was, look who's, uh, look who's cocking now. Right, uh, and right. it's it's and he's talking about the seal, and then he makes a bunch of seal noises that sound like grunts, and I counted right. those, but then we realized they were seal noises, and then I took them back. If he's doing an impression right. of an animal, it doesn't count. There is legal precedent for that. Okay, Your Honor, I rest You're my right. case. You're right. Yeah, thank uh, you. Jury finds in favor of the defendant. We we operate with more respect for established precedent on this podcast than the U.S. Supreme Court does. So think about Oof. that when you're doubting why you listen to this show. Um, next scene. <laughs> next scene, we get a. Uh, I, I think it's the cover. the The sheet of the fort turns into the um, uh, cover to the hot rod out in the garage, and so we're going mm-hmm. out in the garage. What happens there? So out in the garage, they go to look at the hot rod, which is a completely different color from what our color I remember the hot rod being. It hasn't uh, been painted before. This is the first time we're seeing it painted. It's just been un. Oh. It was color of unfinished steel. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so uh, they go out there, and she, yeah, he is showing her the hot rod, and Tim suggests mm-hmm. that she and Mister Gorilla stand at the tool bench and hand him tools while he works. And uh, Gracie consults with Mr. Gorilla, and Mr. Gorilla would rather have a tea party, uh, and so <laughs> Tim uh, reluctantly goes back inside with her. I gotta. So I'm I'm pulling a patent Truman caps here, where oh this episode oh, I... shocked me with where it went. I okay. did not expect this turn. I really thought there would be conflict here of mm-hmm. him like 
ignoring her to work on the hot rod or yeah. like you know some sort of neglect sort of thing uh, <laughs> or forcing her into the hot rod uh, you know and something happens to her where you know we, but we were no, su- we were surprised like, we were surprised that this episode did not turn into some form of child abuse <laughs> kind of yeah because uh, I feel like they would have done something like that, in, you know, an earlier season. But yes, he's just like, do you want to work on the hot rod? She's like, no, I want to have a tea party. He's like, OK, let's go have a tea party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Remarkably mature way to behave. We would not, like Tim has shown actual growth over the course of the series. Now, I'm going to um, say something. Uh, mm-hmm. I just want to acknowledge from the start of this episode to this moment here, which is only it's been a fucking hour. Um, I know. Uh, I haven't had time to go learn about cars, so forgive me by saying this, but eh, this hot rod, eh, is it just the same hot rod? <laughs> I mean, the shape and, and size and all the features on it, it looks like the, the blue hot rod. Does it? I don't know if it looks like the same blue hot I mean, I can't honestly remember at this point either, but I think it looks, I don't think it looks the same. I think the, the blue hot rod well, had a One's red hood. and one's blue. Well, yeah, no, but I think no, I think the I think the blue hot rod had like a like the the hood was like more tapered at the front, narrower. It was mm-hmm. I think they look different, Landon. Okay, I don't want right, to give okay. this show credit. Well, no, I do want to give this show credit because I actually like this show, but I don't I don't think that uh, I don't think they're trying to run the same. Okay, no, here's why I know they're not trying to run the same hot rod on us twice. Okay. The people like there was a big audience of car enthusiasts watching this show. Right, you yeah. think that Tim Allen well, would okay. let this show do the same hot rod two times? He would never allow <laughs> you're that. You're right. You're right. But I, my point, I didn't, and I didn't think it was the same exact car. My point was they look similar. Why wouldn't you just go with a completely, totally different style? I, uh, I mean. I don't know. I mean, maybe that choice was made like two seasons ago when they when they settled on the new shape of the hot rod. <laughs> I and guess so. uh, maybe like it was right. whatever was available in that episode where they go to uh, Jay Leno's garage or something. Um, <laughs> Papa Mia's. Oh, yeah. Papa Mia, the pizza guy. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Papa yeah. John. Jay, um, Jay just works there. <laughs> uh well yeah i mean that's 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 really the source of his fortune it's not the endorsements <laughs> it's not the tonight show money it's it's working at uh, papa mia's garage yes um there's a, a thing car in this, yeah okay, this scene Sorry. that i love just one thing one bit and then we can talk about the transition Do uh it. when you know he tim suggests that they, that uh she and mr gorilla hand him tools while he works she says let me ask mr gorilla and tim like as she's like putting her ear to his mouth or to Mr. Gorilla's mouth, Tim just goes, don't like Tim. Tim can see that this is going to lead to him not getting to mess with the car. And he seems like kind of genuinely distressed. Like, let me ask Mr. Gorilla. Don't. No, wait. No, not that. Like, yeah, that's it, funny. It, it was good. It was, it was a good bit. Might be one of my favorite bits in the episode. Anyway, that's all. Yeah, more more evidence for you know Tim winning me over in this episode. I think all of his interactions with Gracie are just top notch. I really thoroughly enjoy them. Maybe I um, like this episode more than I thought. I don't know anymore maybe, who I am. Maybe you want to have a little girl. Yeah, Landon, that's the that's the right <laughs> takeaway from this. A guy on a TV show hung out with a little girl for a little bit and had a good time doing it. Therefore, that seems like a good lifelong commitment. I'm saying people have done it unless um, that's true. we get a uh, Tim and uh, Gracie in the car the drives off the frame and transitioning us to a little bit later during the tea party um, 
she wants Tim to be the queen. Gracie has her bonnet on and wants Tim to play the queen to her princess over tea. Mm. And he does. Randy comes down, sees it, and makes fun of him and walks away. Yep. That's what he does. <laughs> it's basically the scene. Now, this is where I was kind of pointing out, you know, some of the, like, ugh, I don't know, uh, gender, hyper-masculine sort of stuff mm. where, like... Maybe it's just because in 2022, we live in a world where dad doesn't hesitate about dressing up as Wonder Woman to take his mm-hmm. daughter out somewhere. Yeah. Um, that, like, just putting a pink hat on with a veil, you have to look over your shoulder to make sure no one's seeing you feels a little mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's a very it's a very don't ask, don't tell time. To, yeah. I mean, yeah. Tim is basically telling her to not tell if someone asks. Right. Um, uh, but... The thing is, he puts it on, and he's great at it. Like, oh, he yeah. is completely embodies the character of the queen t- mm-hmm. to, like, he's not playing it to the audience. I mean, he is playing it to the audience, but he's playing it in a way that it's still funny to Gracie. It's still believable in the scene itself. Yeah. The, again, this is, ve- this is very much like Tim has had a tea party with his daughter. Like, Tim Allen has had a tea party with his daughter, and he is calling <laughs> on that experience. Well, do you want to go into that now? You yeah, character actor corner. Yeah, character actor corner. Um, we're gonna have to come back to. So this is gonna be a character actor corner with an earmark on it. Oh dear. Um, oh dear. I mark. know. <laughs> Gracie is played by uh, half of a twin duo, and we see the other half at the other mm-hmm. end of the episode. So yeah. I guess. Well, I guess I'll just go into both of them now. Um, yeah. Kier- uh, Kristen and Caitlin Hooper. They are twins, uh, playing twins here, but. Just like twins uh, in TV and movie at the time, they often play the same character. Yes. And so in their only other credit, they only have two credits. Hmm. Uh, 1998, playing Grace Taylor and what was uh, what was the other girl's oh, name? I, I Claire. Remember. Claire. Claire. Claire and Grace Taylor, they played Pubert Adams in Adams Family Values. Huh. Huh. So, like, a couple years after this, like, one year after this. 1993, so five no, years oh, before Oh, five this. years before this. Okay, <laughs> I was not paying super close attention. Hubert. So, the sequel, is, you know, Adam's Family Values, the sequel, the whole thrust of that is they have a baby. They played mm. the baby. Oh, they're the baby. Gotta love them. Okay, okay, understood. <laughs> so, not, yeah. not Tim Allen's daughter, then, playing this role. No, not Tim Allen's daughter. And not with a mustache, like Pubert had. I don't know. Good, I guess. I don't know. It could have been funny. I think they could have carried this off with a mustache. I think, I think you know. I mean, I think that she... I made a note early on that, it was, that I wasn't crazy about this girl's performance, but then also it was like, I immediately followed it with, but she's four, so what the fuck, Truman? Like, who? Are, <laughs> yeah. what are you criticizing? Like, she doesn't know what's going on. I, I mean, well, she, I think yeah, she does I, perfectly I, well, I, given I, the circumstances. As far as a performance, I don't even think it's worth commenting on. I mean, as you said, it's just a, a child on set. I think yeah. there's a certain, like, in regards to what Tim is playing off of, I think there's a, like, she feels like a genuine four-year-old that gives Tim, you know, uh, a more authentic performance to, to play off of. True. Um, and to, to get out of Tim Allen. So uh, in that regard, I think it's, you know, it works really well. But, yeah, mm-hmm. we're not, like, looking at the next you know, Jonathan Taylor Thomas in, in his like level, as we've heard so much from the unauthorized biography of JTT, totally JTT. Um, yeah. I want to know a lot of, 
I want to know a lot of very detailed information about where in Sacramento this girl grew up and like what. <laughs> Tell me more about that. Does she like fishing? Um, she, she, she's reading Variety in the back of the limousine on the way to set every day. Um, one thing, speaking of JTT, is, you yeah. know, he comes in and he's, he's making fun of them. And Tim says, oh, it's the village idiot. Go off with his head. And <laughs> so she goes running off and chases JTT out of the room. And the transition out of this scene, a bunch of mm-hmm. the stuffed animals basically <laughs> hop up and follow her out of the room. And it's a real Toy Story-ass transition yes. for it. Like, it, it, honestly, I was surprised at how effectively that effect how effectively that effect worked. Great podcasting pro. Uh, but like it was it was really convincing for a second. I was like, oh, the toys are moving. It is true. They do come to life when you're not looking. Yeah. No Seanzilla, though. No, um, sadly. I will... I'm just going to take this moment to, to preface a thing I need to talk about in a Uh-oh. minute or two, which is this episode's transitions are subtly mm, subversive. In a, in ways, <laughs> okay, okay. So like that was a very quick transition. It you know I think it was more ambitious than it looked because mm-hmm. they had to animate so many stuffed animals chasing yes. after Randy. Yes, uh, but it, it's very quick. And there's another very quick transition coming up that we might have to spend some significant time talking about. I would also say, like, even in the in the very first scene where the grunt creep is sitting next to Jill and coloring on the coloring on one of her books, mm-hmm. like on a technical level, that's a pretty impressive thing that it like that the grunt creep is coloring on a physical object in the scene. Yeah. Like that that just, you know, for a TV show in the in the late nineties, that that I feel like was a fair <laughs> amount of work to get that to, to come across. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, anyway, those stuffed animals transition us to a little bit later. Tim is reading Winnie the Pooh to Gracie until she falls asleep. Um, and I don't know. That's basically the scene. It's a pretty short yeah. scene. Yeah, that's all there is. Um, although I, I did have one quick side note, which is mm-hmm. at some point after she falls asleep, I felt like somewhere in the distance of the studio, someone's pager went off. Like yeah. there's a, just a, a little beep somewhere. I'm like, <laughs> it was a sound that I hadn't heard in like 30 years. And I'm like, what, what was that? Um, yeah. No, no, just so someone's, uh, someone's toaster oven is finished. <laughs> their, their egos are ready. <laughs> uh, do you have anything for this, uh, short? No, no, I do not. Vignette? No, okay. no, I do we not. Dissolve a little bit later. Uh, Tim and Gracie are both napping when Jill comes home. Uh, she gently wakes up Tim and asks how it went. And he says that, uh, you know what? This is actually one of the best afternoons of my life. Um, She's he okay, likes... dude. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I found that very sweet. But I mean, yeah. Uh, he starts going into like the differences he likes between having a little girl around and raising the three boys. And, um, he says, well, you know, do you ever think about what we might have missed not having a girl? And uh, he says, yeah, let's let's have a daughter. What do you think? Let's have a daughter right now. <laughs> do it. Let's do it. So, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I think it's it sweet up. that Tim says it's one of the best afternoons of his life. That is a sweet thing. I guess this yeah. just feeds into my whole bit about, like, well, Tim, the fact that you spent the afternoon you know, playing imaginative games with a little girl rather than working on your hot rod. And that was one of the best afternoons of your life. Does that make you reconsider kind of anything about your worldview that maybe there's more to life than cars? <laughs> I I don't know. That, that's all. all right. That's all. Well, I, mean, I don't know. They, I mean, I, I like more that he's, you know, 
spends a sweet afternoon with his niece, and he's like, this is the best afternoon I've ever had. Rather than, there's something missing in my life. I'm going to uproot my family and move you to a lake house. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I think I think it's close, though, because he's basically saying to Jill, like, hey, I know that, that you're the one who would be doing most of the work of, well, of okay, having yeah. the child. And I, and I know that I basically hand wave away your concerns by saying, oh, we'll work around that. I, I, it's, well, that- it's close. It, okay, so basically the scene fades out. Uh, we get a not not so dramatic as we get an acoustic guitar, but we do get just a general fade out, <laughs> which you know it's you know it's serious when we get a fade out uh, yeah. to a commercial, and we come back, and this is the the conversation where they really get into it, and Jill's like you know having a career. Why don't you take us through what happens when we come back from the commercial, and we'll break this open a little bit more. Okay, so Jill reminds Tim that he had a vasectomy, and Tim mm-hmm. is saying, well, you know, it could be reversed, or, you know, or maybe we just have sex every day, and one of my little guys could have been hiding out and make his move. And, gross. Uh, yeah, agreed, totally gross to be, uh, like, especially when they then name this little guy Bob. Um, so many and- questions. And uh, Jill points out quite adroitly that she is not a member of the Bene Gesserit and cannot choose mm-hmm. the gender of her child. She, it is kind of luck of the draw, so there's no guarantee they'd even have a girl. And, you also uh, get $5 back from uh, your lament jar for using a droit. Uh, for uh, using a droit? Okay, good. I thought yeah. I was getting getting 5 bucks back for uh, making a Dune reference, but whatever. Um <laughs> Uh, so then Tim suggests adopting, and Jill kind of just says, well, I, like, you spent one afternoon with a little girl, and now you want another baby. What the hell? And yeah. Jill says, we agreed not to have children years ag- more children years ago, and I planned my entire life around that and my career around mm-hmm. that. And Tim says, we can work around that. And Jill says, well, I, I, this is a lifelong commitment. It's not something you work around. And she... and. Tim is kind of outraged that she's shutting the door on this. And Jill says that she doesn't want to have another kid and tells Tim that he probably doesn't want one either. And he's just high on having spent the afternoon with a little girl. <laughs> right. And so I, there there's, I don't know. I, I'm having a hard time putting my finger exactly on what it is. Maybe it's because what Jill is saying is so painfully obvious to everyone, but Tim yeah. that, I don't actually see the problem here. Like mm. we know there's not going to be a girl you yeah. know, on this show. And so like I I take comfort as a viewer knowing, oh, I'm just going to watch Tim come to terms with this as opposed to he's going to make everyone's life living hell uh, with his, you know, one track desire for having a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, maybe I'm approaching it from a different place than I would have in a different season. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, part of what, I guess just what upsets me about this is that it's just the same pattern of Tim again and again, yeah. like disregarding what Jill wants. True. Like that, that Jill's wants and needs never come into, you know, never never enter into his thought process. It's really just like, well, I had fun with this little girl for like two <laughs> hours. Therefore, yeah. I'm going to make Jill drop everything. And let's be honest, probably do the bulk of the child rearing work too. Oh, sure. Um, yes. All, well, all at least for nine that. months of it. Oh, at least for nine months of it. And probably for a lot of the next 18 <laughs> or years another too. 18 years after. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I, I don't know. I, it's, 
I, well, I get it. And the, the, I think the show does a good job of counterbalancing the argument, though, because it does. Jill is it does. pulling out everything that Tim's not seeing and saying, like, you just want to build dollhouses, you know, yes. for her. You just want to do these things, and you're not seeing, you know, the the full scope of this thing. Uh, so I don't, and so I don't really feel like he's. Yes, he's absolutely dismissing her side of it. For me, it's a little more forgivable, only because she is kind of approaching it from a forgivable thing. Like, you are just so blind, blinded by a very sweet thing right now, and you're going to get past this, and we will get past this. Uh, I don't actually I, feel like you are dismissing my career ambitions for this. It's so painfully obvious that you'll not want a daughter in a week. I, I okay. I mean, I guess it is. It, there is something sweet about the way that Jill is touched by how much this afternoon has meant to Tim, and how also Jill has such a deep understanding of how Tim's mind works that she just says, "Give it a week, you'll change your mind." Like I, I do like that, and I do like yeah, that. That is that is. I don't know. That is fine. I guess just what kind of annoys me about it, and maybe this is just speaking more to my personality than anything, is Jill makes the very good point. And again, Jill is make Jill is representing her side and the side of sanity very well in this scene. It is very clear <laughs> that the show is on Jill's side, so I don't feel like yes. it's anything like that. It just bugs me that Jill is like, well, there's no guarantee that your little guy Bob is going to give us a girl. And okay, can we talk about this for a second? I mean, yeah. we can go, we can continue the conversation about what side of the argument is what, but let's just break open the logistics. Yes. Even though I don't wanna. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of the idea that Tim has had a vasectomy and they're hoping that what? But a single sperm has been residing in his tubes. <laughs> like, like that there that there is a single sperm that has been just like doing doing guerrilla survival tactics stuff like those <laughs> Japanese soldiers in the Philippines who didn't surrender from World War II until the 70s right. like they like he, he still thinks that the war is going on and he's ready to get somebody pregnant like so yeah Tim thinks he's just got a rando sperm hanging out that that will get Jill pregnant with a girl specifically yeah I, um, I, and and yeah. on top of it, they don't. I, <laughs> I get it was a joke, but like they're like, uh, how, Jill's like, how do you know Bob won't let us down? Uh, and he's like, no, no, I don't no, remember exactly. No, no. Tim says, okay. Tim says Bob won't let us down. Like, inter like Jill says, how do you know mm -hmm. that we're gonna get a girl? Tim says Bob won't let us down. Jill says Bob let us down three other times, which is okay, an incredible so point. Also, not how sperm works. Yeah. <laughs> Unless Bob is the name of his testicles. He, and even then. Like, is one then, testicle named Bob and one named Steve and, like, all three boys came out of one testicle? Because otherwise, mean, it's three different sperm. Unless the three individual sperms were named Bob. I mean, I don't know. May, like, maybe it was different in the 90s. Like, maybe in the 90s, like, things times were tougher and you had to just have one sperm do all of the impregnating <laughs> for everybody. And, like, now we're now we're just so blessed to have so many more dudes working on the on the topic. Oh, my God. It, um, the, like, the, the logic of it, the, like, that Tim wants to do this big thing and just is like, I don't know, we'll just fuck a lot and maybe my vasectomy will, will undo itself. <laughs> and maybe, and, like, I'm just going to trust, I'm just going to trust my jizz to get yeah. you pregnant with a girl. Like, it, I, it's just, I don't know. That kind of just, like, 
let's just do mm-hmm. it. Who gives a shit? Like, uh, I, don't, I don't know. That attitude just in life kind of upsets me. So may- maybe I'm maybe I'm just reading too much into it. Well, okay. Oh boy, German. Let's just we got to talk about this. I, I, it's gonna be a topic. It's gonna be a topic. Yeah. Open. I'm your looking phone. at it now. Oh, I'm I'm looking at it. Bob wants a girl. It's a. Uh, I, I, I when gotta, I saw this transition, we, I knew that we, we were going to talk about it. We gotta. We have to. We have to talk about it because we we bring up the fact that they have transitions of white liquid smearing yep. on the screen very yep. often on this yep. show. Never in my entire life did I think I would actually see a personified sperm transition. It's like made out of clay. And it's, it's one wearing, of their claymation characters. Is it wearing just like, like the sun? Dip, 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 dip. Oh God! Get, Get a girl. He's he's got blue. Are they underpants with like pink polka dots Bones? on them and a long I think, tail? I think it's I think it's uh, supposed to be a, a boy boy and girl colors. You know, for babies, um, the the, the baby blue and the the bright pink. Uh, but it's like a pink bow um, on the front of it. Yeah. I'm looking at this now, and I'm looking back at some of the other texts you've sent me that are pictures of home improvement transitions, and I'm realizing uh, we can't do this because it would require us to go back and watch all the episodes again, but what we should have been doing is just taking screen grabs of transitions and making them into some kind of photo collage for a bot to tweet out (laughs) every day. Because... Devoid of just, context. That's the anarchy to throw into the AI learning system. That's just <laughs> to make things a little bit interesting in the future. That's that's what will make the the AI rise up is being forced to look at these transitions. But like <laughs> devoid of context, looking at this, yeah. it's like like it, it's it's like a, it is honestly like artificial intelligence created this image based on what it <laughs> thinks art is. I, I I don't know. It's it is this. Claymation sperm holding a sign that just says, Bob wants a girl. Uh, and then floats off screen. <laughs> yep. I it, And it starts by looking, like, it, face, it starts by facing the camera, looking directly at the camera with, like, I don't know. I, okay, so I'm going to, uh, hopefully this can send fast enough uh, for our bit to work here, but... Like, when it's looking at the camera, you know the beginning of Roger Rabbit when the baby walks off set, like, they call cut and walks <laughs> off set, and it grabs a cigar and starts, like, pinching girls on the ass and calling them toots. Like, yeah. that's the face of Bob, the sperm. <laughs> <laughs> You've looked on the face of Bob. I, it's it's coming to, oh, God. Oh, this is bad. This is even worse. Yeah, Bob is... <laughs> Um, this is, this is Lynchian, Landon. This is absolutely, <laughs> speaking of Bob, this is Killer Bob. Yes. Oh, man. This is, like, what you see in the background. And, like, why is his mouth moving? Like, I realize I'm sending you still frames, but, like, his mouth moves up and down like he's a fish in the water. And, like, it, so, the whole thing is just so disconcerting. Like, So I'm, much money I feel went into very this. distressed by this. I, Somewhere I mean, out there, you listen, I, okay. I'm going to say the thing that every fucking filmmaker from the 80s and 90s says when they're on an audio commentary or a podcast. Mm -hmm. This was 1998. We didn't have computer-generated graphics at the time. We had to do all this shit by hand. And I only say that because somewhere out there exists a claymation puppet of a sperm from Home Improvement. (laughs) 
I mean, do you think somebody's attic somewhere? (laughs) Do you think it's, uh, I mean, do you think that it's still like hasn't deteriorated or broken away? Do you think that that Bob is as resilient as Tim thinks uh, it is? (laughs) That's a good question. I don't know. Um, Maybe we need to get Jim Prater on the phone and ask him if he has these articulated sperm puppets in his (laughs) attic somewhere. I don't, is that a question we really want the answer to? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I also just want to say about this, um, I've done a little bit of research, uh, and so the first, like, uh, all right, so in this transition, primetime Disney TV show, Dinner Hour, uh, a sperm, a single, like, gruff-faced sperm floating around on screen, uh, we... Now, society, the censors, whoever, they didn't let us see a a passionate kiss between two men on television until the year 2000. So I'm just saying that, like, <laughs> that, that a full year and a half before people determined that seeing a, a representation of Tim Allen's sperm frowning at you was more acceptable for children to look at than two dudes kissing. There were a number of, like, brief lesbian kisses, uh, like, mm-hmm. dating back to 1991. I'm not, like, some weirdo yeah. who has this cataloged. I'm looking at a list online. But I'm just saying <laughs> that, like, this Tim Allen's sperm on camera got representation before gay dudes uh, kissing got representation. That's all I'm saying. It's a little weird that this this cleared with the censors, but not that. Which makes me, yeah, I would love to hear somebody talk about that. What they What they could squeeze by the censors. And how and why this, this I mean, everything about this just does not feel right. I just I don't I don't like any any part of it. I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want it in my life anymore. Let's talk about something else. OK, uh, we, we should put these images up somewhere, though, so that people can understand what we've spent like 20 minutes talking about. OK. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. OK, so. We're on tool time. This this gigantic monstrous sperm takes us to tool time, where Tim is looking through a dollhouse uh, that he built last week, and this week they're talking about how to build tiny furniture because it's hobby week on tool time. And the uh, special and... guest is Lena Dunham. <laughs> I was wondering who was going to make the tiny furniture joke, and I'm glad that it was you. Um... <laughs> So they are showing off the special magnifying glasses that you can use to make tiny furniture because you got to use tiny tools. And then Tim has glued his hand to the tiny table he built. And in the process of prying it off his hand, the table then gets stuck to Al's forehead with glue. And then Tim has uh, accidentally glued a bunch of chairs to his back. Um, Now, I'm going (laughs) to... This scene okay so oh oh, so many things the sperm really just threw me off my game here not that i was on for this episode but plenty of plenty of women have had the same experience i think they're okay so we just saw a sperm and then they go into this we're making tiny furniture and to make tiny furniture we need tiny tools and who would know best about tiny tools tim oh god (laughs) like to come at us come with that joke at us oh god oh my god truman <laughs> i well and, and to be clear with that joke it is you know tim is talking and he says uh, you know al says you need tiny tools and then tim looking at al says and who would know more about tiny tools and then al cuts him off continue <laughs> like it, it that was just aggressive and i it, was not expecting home improvement to go there but they I did mean, I, 
I think home improvement kind of needs to go to horny jail a little bit. I think so. I think so. Uh, yeah, it, it was, uh, yeah, it was, <laughs> I don't know. It was very, I, I guess they figured if we can get away with having, having a sperm transition, we can get away with having a joke about, so. about Al's penis size. Um, um, here's the other thing that yeah. I was maybe foolishly hoping for in this mm-hmm. scene, because you're right. It is kind of repeating stuff we've seen in a previous tool time bit, but I kind of wished that they were going to repeat a gag, only do it with tiny furniture. Mm. Like if if Tim had glued his head to the table and <laughs> then they had to saw it off and he just had a, a tinier version of the table <laughs> on his head. <laughs> That would have be been good. really funny to me. Or, or, or if Al had gone to great lengths to build a a tiny miniature tea set that he puts on the table, but then Tim has a little remote controlled miniature yes. bulldozer that that comes out and crushes it completely. <laughs> or they shrink down to four inches, and the lathe that they're using for the the table leg strips him because it yeah. gets stuck in, stuck in the lathe. Yeah, or they uh, or they drop like uh, they drop. I don't know uh, uh, an unusually heavy toothpick on a Hot Wheels Nomad or something like that. I get yeah. I just want to see miniature model train set size versions of every Tool Time gag now. <laughs> oh my god. Um, the other thing uh, for this scene is uh, in order to work with such small tools and small furniture, they put on magnifying glasses and all three. Uh, Tim, Allen, Heidi put these really thick, you know, if you have ever seen Trailer Park Boys and uh, the character <laughs> of Bubbles. <laughs> yeah, they are total Bubbles glasses, yes. Yeah. Uh, Tim says, uh, as soon as he puts them on and looks at the camera, he's like, uh, these are so powerful, I can see the camera guy's brain from here, which is just not how magnifying glasses work. Yeah, no, not not at all. I, I was, I he said that and was like, Maybe I didn't get a joke on home improvement. Maybe this is too deep for me. <laughs> no, no. They're just like, they don't know how sperm works. They don't know how magnifying glasses work. And mm-hmm. that's where we're at with home improvement in 2022. <sighs> um, yeah, I, I I don't know. When they all put on their glasses at the same time, Tim, Al, Heidi, and they all just kind of do a moment of looking at the camera <laughs> for a laugh, it did put me in mind of all of their Saginaw Cheese promos from several episodes ago, <laughs> where they just yeah. do a completely weird bit for, for like, j- that is just weird, and that's the whole laugh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I prefer the Saginaw Cheese bits, honestly. It's a little, I don't know, I, they could have gone weirder with this, and I wish they had, but yes, it is what it is. It's still fun. Um, the, the weirdest thing is that it's just like, they just, in the middle of the episode, 45 seconds worth of them doing this little bit that really doesn't tie in that much, short of like, just that Tim is obsessed doing, with girl stuff now. Well, it does, uh, in the next scene, kind of, uh, we get some child hands transitioning us, uh, moving the pieces of the frame, the next scene into place where Jill comes home uh, to the boys, and they are complaining about Tim doing girly episodes of home in, uh, of Tool Time, mm-hmm. uh, saying, at this rate, next week he's going to do pantyhose week. Uh, I hope we don't have to look forward at feminine hygiene week, and whatever. I don't want to go into the whole thing, because it's not great content I, I, uh, from I, them. What, what they say is, we don't, you know, what's next? A salute to feminine hygiene, and I just think that we should salute feminine hygiene. Thank sure. you very much. But should we salute <laughs> joking 
at feminine no, hygiene. Expense. No, we no, we should anti-salute joking about feminine hygiene. I'm just we saying take that, that salutes away from you. Yeah, we should anti-salute that. But I'm saying we should, as I'm saying, go on with the with the fast jam. I just wanted to get my feminism points for the day. <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah, Tim comes in. The boys lay into him about the doing dollhouses and another. Like, okay, so I'm not a fan of what Brad and Randy are talking about with mm. this, but they they lay into him and say, how many more um, uh, episodes do you have about dollhouses? And Tim's like, oh, I've got two more planned out I'm going to do. <laughs> and, he, like, there's no irony in it whatsoever. He's not, like, mm -hmm. jibing them back. He's just like, oh, yeah, no, I'm very excited to be doing, uh, uh, what was it, Barbie, uh, whatever. I I was, it was doll patio furniture and the best hot yes. rod for Barbie. Yes. Best hot rod for Barbie. Uh, anyway, so he's still very clearly into the having the daughter thing. Uh, the boys walk off to go get ready for dinner and leaving Tim and Jill to talk about it a little bit. Jill says, Tim, you need to get a grip. This is a little crazy. Tim says, well, I called it an adoption agency. And Jill just kind of lays it back out. I, I don't want another child. I don't want one. Mm -hmm. You have to respect that. You have to understand that. Yeah. Um, and that's basically the scene. Yeah, kind of pissed me off that Tim is... I mean, I get that, like, he, he does he does say, you know, when Jill is surprised that he's been calling adoption agencies, Tim says, you know, I, I was just checking, I would never go ahead on something like this without you. Okay, good, but it still pisses me off that he's even, like, feeling around at this thing, still yeah. thinks there's a window for it, just flat out not listening to his partner who needs to it's yeah i'm not i'm not crazy about it i don't like it yeah i don't know i i mean i totally hear you and i think that's a, a totally valid read of this i the fact that it's not necessarily distressing uh jill just that she is helping him make a realization for himself i mean that's kind of where i think i draw the line of it being a little more tolerable but um mm. i i totally get it yeah uh, is there anything else for this scene beyond that? Not not particularly, no. Short of that we need to salute feminine hygiene, but we already agree on that. We already agree on that, and uh, I just I can't get over Brad's velour shirts that he's wearing. <laughs> uh, they're just an at eyesore. Least, at least it's not the same shirt as Randy is wearing. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> we get a baby transitioning us to the backyard where mm -hmm. uh, there's a fire going, and Tim says, Hey, Wilson, is that you? And Truman, take over. <sighs> It's Willow. <laughs> Fucking Willow. Who? Who was it? I, I didn't quite Willow. hear Willow. It's Willow. It's Wilson's niece. The fucking oh, scrappy like do of home improvement. Yeah, yep, yep. And they talk about that. And Tim opines that she must have been cute as a little girl. <laughs> and she says, uh, yeah, well, I had that awkward period between ages of three and 25. Truman, and then you get an extra $5 back for using opined. Uh, okay, so I just use different highfalutin vocabulary words yes. and I start making my money back. You're okay, great. Getting okay. It now. <laughs> um so sure yeah, so I, I was pretty cute except for that awkward period between three and twenty five. Speaking of periods, I'm starting to bloat and then Tim freaks out and it's like, no oh, no 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 Wilson Wilson And I mean I know that I was uh, on the one hand, I, I think that it's lazy and shitty comedy when it's like men not being able to hear women talk about having periods. But then also, it, I don't know, it was kind of funny how this completely destroys Tim and makes him scream out for Wilson's help. Um, but anyway, Tim and Wilson talk about how he wants a daughter and how Tim now likes cute things and how uh, how uh, Grace has brought out the queen in him. And uh, 
Wilson passes along some advice about how men are like peaches and pears. They grow sweet a little before they start to decay. And And then you can eat both of them while Tim fixes a doorknob. (laughs) Plums, Landon. Plums. Oh, plums. Plums. So many pea fruits. Uh, But Wilson suggests to Tim that uh, if he likes tea parties so much. Fruit spelled P-F-R-I-U-T? I, I, you know what, Landon? I think it is. I think it's from, uh, I think it's from down on the bayou where they do weird, uh, weird naming conventions like that. I also put the I before the U. I know that. Don't write in. Last week I suggested that uh, Andy McDowell was in Heat, so we're <laughs> everybody makes Fair embarrassing point. mistakes on grunt work. Okay, you and me, it's things that we say when we make the show. Our listeners, the embarrassing <laughs> mistake is that they listen to the show. Uh, yes. So you, me, and Dupree. Go on. <laughs> Uh, you know, Andy McDowell was great in that movie. Uh, so <laughs> Wilson suggests to Tim that if he likes tea parties so much, he could just have those tea parties with his niece when she comes over. So that's basically the, the, the scene. And I want to just say, this is one of my big issues mm-hmm. is like, so that was the whole plot of the episode. Like Tim just, oh, I liked hanging out with my niece. We should have a daughter. And then Wilson's big advice is like, what if you just hang out with your niece? And Tim going like, yeah, I'll just hang out with my niece. That's, that's what the show is. That's what this episode is about. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like that we don't have to have uh, super big conflicts between people anymore. Uh, you know, yeah. that we can kind of just float by on some fluff. I mean, yeah, they they could make it a little more, you know, stakes on the line. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like that's a, I would rather come to that sweet realization than like Tim going, oh, maybe I should pay more attention to my wife than my heart. Rod, 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 rod. Yeah, I guess I I don't know. I guess that's okay. You, I don't know. I, I just I, I don't know. I I don't know what I think anymore. I think I was just in a bad mood about this episode. <laughs> maybe maybe what happened to you <laughs> right before uh, you watched this? Uh, I had to I had to work. Um, oh, I don't know. Sucks, I, yeah. Uh, what about uh, like? Do, do you have anything from this from this scene that makes you slow jammy? I mean, you you love Willow. She's like your favorite person in the world. She's basically your <laughs> girlfriend. What do you think of Willow? <laughs> not every girl i like has to be my girlfriend oh okay um, okay landon i'm just saying you're sitting in a tree etc <laughs> uh yeah i don't know uh the two notes i have are just kind of negative things i you know the the period thing was not great you know it's like okay whatever it's an easy joke and whatever w- women have to go through periods and we just have to hear about it i don't think we should be making Whatever, I'm not going to get on my high horse about that. Um, no, no, Landon, I banked my feminism points in the last scene I don't talking about feminine see, hygiene. I don't, see, it sounds virtue to me. That's not what I'm trying to go. borrow just, some of mine? We have to signal wanna, no. our virtue. I don't signal. I'm not a signal booster. Um, but <laughs> he, he doesn't even signal when he's making a left turn. This guy's a menace <laughs> on the roads. I don't. When Tim says, uh, she brought out my inner queen, then Wilson has a you know the moment that we brought up earlier. Yeah. So those are the two things I'm like, eh, this scene didn't mm. work for me in that regard. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that Willow's there completely superfluous uh, didn't <laughs> didn't bother me. It wasn't uh, any you know brilliant addition. So it is what it is. Yeah, it, it definitely is. No one here is arguing that it's anything other than what it is. Um, <laughs> so Tim goes back inside and yep. talks to Jill. This is another scene that is um, spookily reminiscent of yes. previous seasons of Home Improvement. Uh, Tim. Mangles it's, the Wilson quote to Jill. You don't realize how 
long it's been. You don't realize something's absence until you see it again after a long time. You're like, yes. oh my god, has it really been that long since we've seen that? I know. It really feels like, oh shit, like, I, I thought we were getting this all the time on this show, but now that I think about it, it has been so long. T- yeah. Tim says, just talk to Wilson, or like, I don't know, I've been thinking, men want daughters because they're like rotten peaches. I should just play with my pears. And... <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Anyway, um, so yeah, he tells Jill that he, instead of having another kid, he'll just play with Gracie and her sister. And Jill says, that's a great idea. And then they talk about how one day the boys will have daughters and they can be grandparents, which is the best possible situation, but that that won't be for a while. And then Hopefully. Jill pulls Dim, Tim down. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. With uh, with uh, Brad and uh, Samantha in the mix, it could be any day now. Um <laughs> But then Jill pulls Tim down onto the floor by the fireplace uh, for some fucking because the, the the episode is over. And <laughs> that means like back You're in right. the day, Tim and Jill have to have sex. To, like that's have again, it's down. a yeah. it's a very it is a blast from the past. <laughs> Bob is Bob is going to specifically Bob. The transition that we saw is about to, to be putting in some some work. He's about to be earning his pay. <laughs> Think about that, everyone. I don't know. I don't know. She asks about Bob and Tim says, well, she, 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 she says, what about Bob? <laughs> He's all Bob's all tied up, which Ugh. is a great vasectomy joke. That is a great vasectomy joke. Um, hey, you know, Bob's your uncle. Am I right, folks? No, you're not. No, I'm not. <laughs> I am Bob. Bob is all of us. Bob, Bob has made every human on earth. You know how you how you're just leaving me hanging now sometimes. I'm going to start leaving you hanging sometimes. <laughs> I'll take it. Okay. Um we get a fade out and we come back to our singer. It's in the garage. Marty has arrived. Oh, you're going to have to turn the volume down on that one. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Marty and Tim are out working on the hot rod uh installing those gauges and dashboard things that mm-hmm. i can't remember the terms for uh that i loved so much earlier <laughs> yeah i know how how quickly we forget landon you love you how love a car park I lose and you interest leave it. in new hobbies <laughs> that's why you need hobby uh, week on tool time i guess so uh while the nieces watch uh claire is now with her sister uh and they are both um watching this happen now uh, here's the thing the the two sisters are credited as separate characters here I'm wondering, uh, although I have no information on this, whether or not both twins played Gracie and that they're just kind of giving them a moment to both be on the screen at the same time at the end here. I, I think I think that's really what it is. I think it's just a little uh, throwing a bone to both actresses. Hmm. 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 That's what it, I think. In the moment thoughts. That's what yeah. I thought. Um, <laughs> and so uh, as they talk about it, the, the girls do a grunt. And uh, Jeremy, do we count those grunts? Uh, no, we don't count those grunts because they're not done by Tim. I feel uh, like we've been pretty right. clear about that over the years. Yeah, but you know what? Just like Tim not gerbling up uh, Wilson's advice, uh, we haven't talked about it in a while. So mm-hmm. just want to be yes. on the same page. Well, now now, now we're on the same page, and that page is not satisfactory. Um, <laughs> that page is the outtakes where uh, Tim is with Gracie under the table, uh, under the table fort. And they're playing with the stuffed animals, and instead he he pulls out a Buzz Lightyear, Buzz Lightyear and toy. I don't want to speculate, but I'm gonna. But I don't really mean it in my heart. Um, do you think uh, 
the producers, the writers, the directors were like, it'll be really funny if we have a um, Lion King cub here. And Tim's like, well, you know what? I can't just have somebody else calling out their own properties here. I have mm-hmm. to get a Buzz Lightyear. You know, you it's going to be hilarious when I do this. That reminds me of someone else on this show who has a film career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, and then and then do you think uh, do you think Zachary Ty Bryan was like, hey, well, I've, I think there's some stuffed animals from Magic Island I could bring out. Is there like maybe a, a, a Bigfoot stuffed animal that I can play with? Uh, yeah, Zach. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get back to you about that. <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't had a Bigfoot transition on this show. Maybe we it, still will. Yeah, yeah, it, it still could happen. Patricia Richardson pokes her head in and is like, oh, you know, I've got a Brian Dennehy plush toy from uh, from the uh, Undue Influence that I made. She Can just, I maybe, like, have that she, down there and be playing with it, too? Uh, sure, Pat. Yeah, yeah, go right wears ahead. Her, where's her prison jumpsuit on the set? <laughs> she, she brings in the murder weapon. <laughs> Which was a gun, right? I don't remember anything. That is correct. For... Ding, 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 ding. Yay, yay. <laughs> Wait, Play the, the secret word was a about. gun. Yeah. The, the <laughs> secret guess the murder weapon from the f- seven hour long movie we watched last year that I've already forgotten. For uh, undue influence. Yes. So, uh, yeah, Tim plays around with Buzz Lightyear. Tim is basically playing with himself and uh, he is saying, I am Buzz Lightyear. And then he pushes the button on the Buzz Lightyear toy and it says, I'm Buzz Lightyear. And... Yeah, no. <laughs> really, just let the air go out of that one. Yeah, the air no, is going out it of everything. It. Yeah, the, yeah, it, it really deserves. It was not the best outtake we've ever had. It, it ends um, with a whimper. It does. Truman, what do we learn from this episode? Uh, we learned from this episode that girls rock. You know, girl girls are pretty cool. And <laughs> I uh, won't argue that. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, th- I think they're great. They can be, they, yeah, pretty pretty wonderful. And you shouldn't. Uh, base your entire personality around uh, a like a specific gender and things conforming to that gender because other genders are also cool i guess i think that's what we learned what did you learn <laughs> uh i learned to not be blinded by our obsessions and our whims uh oh. i think that we can appreciate um the euphoric feelings we get in the moment but to not let them um dominate our thought process to the exclusion of our responsibilities and commitments to other people. You should take a bunch of money back out of the jar for yourself, because not only was that very verbose, it was a very well thought out and, and rational comment. I think, I, I think wait, you learned what more happened? than I me. just went into a fugue state again. <laughs> <laughs> you go into a fugue state whenever you say really kind of enlightened, well-reasoned things. So you never actually benefit from the enlightenment. Just everyone around you does. Uh, no, not at all. Uh, I thought we were talking about farts here. I mean, I mean, we're we're always towing that line. We're we're always pretty close to talking about farts. <laughs> oh my god! Um, did it surprise you that uh, she only had stuffed animals? You know, uh, I guess. I guess it did not, but I don't know. Maybe she would have had, I don't know, Barbies or a, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or a, uh, a Cabbage Patch doll, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, like a Polly Pocket, maybe. Or a, oh, well, okay. Uh, or a, a Tamagotchi. Was uh, there such a thing as a, a, a Cabbage Patch doll Polly Pocket? 
No, I'm gonna say. I mean, maybe if there was, I never, I've never heard of it. Uh, Cabbage Patch. Well, don't, I know. If girl, a girl talk remixed that, I don't know. That would be a, a new product, don't you think? It probably would be a new product, and I am really just. The theme of this podcast is me not picking up on hints Landon is putting down for me, folks. Um, uh, cabbage Pocket, Polly Cabbage, Polly Cabbage. It is a cabbage that is not uh, constrained by typical ideas of monogamy and relationships. Uh, Which is brilliant, but not quite as brilliant as Cabbage Pocket. <laughs> Which is the pocket where you where you you know you keep your your leafy greens. You never know when you're gonna want to have a salad or get started on some sauerkraut. I mean, what if you're out and about and you stumble on a big barrel of brine that's just there waiting, but you don't have your cabbage with you because there's not a pocket for it. Specifically, tailored jeans that have cabbage pockets for when I go to the farmer's market. Yeah, exactly. Are those are those cabbage pocket jeans? I, I kind of want to give it to you just because Cabbage Pocket is so good, but the but, word, the secret word to Pee-wee's play, secret password to Pee-wee's Playhouse this week was Dolly. Dolly. Well, Dolly. Dolly. That's, um, that's tough, man. I probably, I don't know. I'm not the sort of person who's going to say, unless it's the actual name, brand name mm. of a type of doll, I'm not going yeah. to just say the word dolly. I'm going to say doll because I think that putting dolly on it kind of infantilizes it. And I'm a big man. I'm a big. You're a big boy. 33-year-old <laughs> adult who's not going to say dolly. Unless I'm talking about the thing that you put the camera on to get a very uh -huh. smooth tracking shot. In of which case I will say a uh, a very famous country singer and yes. philanthropist. Yes. As she walks down the street, munching on cabbage from a specific purpose-sewn <laughs> pocket. <laughs> you know she'd get behind that. Dolly Parton would love the I cabbage think we pocket. Need, <laughs> we need to get her as a backer and then hit up Shark Tank. Um, <laughs> cabbage pockets. Or... <laughs> They're the vegan version of pizza pockets, but instead of the bread, it's just cabbage leaves. That's that is and filled with borscht. Oh god, that's depressing. That's really bad. <laughs> Listen, I'm. I know that we were just saying that that we were that we're always towing the line of fart jokes, but if if you're eating a meal that is cabbage wrapped around other cabbage, just uh, just roll down a window. I, I mean. <laughs> Folks, why do you okay. listen to this show? I don't understand I don't... <laughs> why you listen to this show. I don't understand why we make this show, and yet here we are again and again. <laughs> I mean, I'm having a good time. Oh, I'm having um, a blast. I, I, I relish this opportunity to have a conversation <laughs> with my BFF Landon. I just don't know why <laughs> other people listen. <laughs> All right. Um, do you have anything else we didn't cover in this episode? No, Landon, we've we've thoroughly covered this episode oh, in Sauerkraut. Have we? Have we? Uh, oh, I yeah, yeah, no, there's, there's no other parts of the show. We've done every single part of the show that there ever is to do. This is traditionally when we go into the outro. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, the last segment, just so that we don't have to go back yet another season. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't want us to go back to season one by continuing to forget this. Ugh. We have to cover uh, the grunt count. Yes, we do. Landon, how many grunts were there in this episode? Now, you've thrown some deceptive facts at me. Oh, I have. Uh, 
he grunts, but it's actually grunting through the mouth of a gorilla. Mm-hmm. He's taking on the personification of a gorilla. He's not getting in tune with his inner primitive man. Mm-hmm. We get grunts from the girls, both girls, but we've well established since the beginning of the show, we don't count anything that isn't a Tim Grunt. Yes, we have established that very clearly. I've been incredibly precise about that. You have, you have. No one can say you haven't. Now, eh, someone I could. Or- I mean, there's not a law against it. <laughs> like, I, I would, I would be unhappy if someone did say that. But I mean, it's not like they can't say it. Okay, fair. They can say it, but they would be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my disappointment that we didn't get tiny little grunts from their tool time episode. Yeah, that would have been cool. Just kind of like. Well, I mean, actually, Tim used to do little grunts like that. You remember how he used to do those little grunts? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I miss those. <laughs> uh, I just miss grunts in general because I think we have another zero grunt episode. Ding, 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 ding. Correct. Zero grunts in this episode. Um, oh. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. We grunt more talking about the show than they grunt on the show like honestly i think at this point given the rate at which things are going i think that the grunt count of grunt work is going to be higher than the grunt count of home improvement i really do i don't think so that That, i don't think so we have not grunted over a thousand times on this show someone someone go check so some intrepid soul (laughs) this thing will fold in on itself but look go go look i'm not going to do it uh, yeah, I, we are only slated by our contractual obligations to count the grunts on home improvement, not on our own show. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you want to draw up your own contracts to count the grunts and grunt work, that's your own thing. The, well, the, the, unfortunately, due to the, the nature of the grunt clause is that the only way that you have to count grunts is if they <laughs> kill us somehow. So maybe let's not put people up to this. <laughs> okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. Don't get up on um, any roofs. <laughs> well then uh grunt work is made possible by our patrons and we love them because they don't want to kill us uh so if you enjoyed today's episode at least not before this episode yeah um, thank you uh if you enjoyed today's episode and want to help us create the show consider becoming an official grunt head sponsor over at patreon.com slash grunt pod where you can get access for only a dollar a month for our entire grunt work nights episodes archives leave us a rating review wherever you listen to your podcast because it goes a long way to help others find the show stop by to say hi to us on twitter or instagram at grunt pod or visit our website at www.gruntworkpodcast.com slash pregnancy you- i guess go on what? <laughs> I don't know. I, I yeah, you're right. I I I was I realized I didn't have a funny slash thing, so I just kind of took a stab. Go on. Don't just gruntwork.com, no slash. <laughs> Where you can also find information on today's episode and sign up for a weekly newsletter. Be notified whenever a new episode is released. Until next week when we bring you episode 16 of season seven of Home Improvement. I've been Landon Solano. I've been Truman Caps, and remember, vasectomies are effective at preventing pregnancy in 99.85% of cases. So if you've got one and you want to have another kid, prepare to do a lot of boning. Don't forget to wear your cabbage pockets. <laughs>